First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the pod of the everyman, the Two Beers Podcast. Jordan and Drew slanging it on the reel, doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our back just to make it fair on all the other podcasts. Drew, how you doing this week? I am ready to rumble. Is the Royal Rumble this week or something? Let's go, baby. No, it's a rumble. Now I don't know anything that rhymes with something in Arizona or Mexico, so I kind of, I kind of, I painted myself in a corner there, and I can't go. Uh, aces, uh, aces, aces, aces. Mary Mona in Texas in a Texaco station. Boom, nailed the it. The Thunderosa in Arizona. <laughs> the Rumble in the desert. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that works, that works. I'm feeling good, baby. I'm feeling good. I got my new pickleball paddle today. I'm just going to try to sing as much as I can. Shadow on that, facts. On that note, le- that's a great name for you. I'm not, I'm, Thank you. I give you – I'm slightly less angry that you're playing pickleball because you, you named your, your paddle Shadow Facts. But on that note, let's sing our way through our two brew salute. And a three, three and, and a, a two, two and, and a, a one. one. Be you. I have Toppling Goliath. Oh, I'm jealous. Pseudo Sue Pale Ale. I'm jealous of you, Jordan White. Shame on you for not including me in that delicious beverage treat. I'm doing it right now. What are you drinking? <sighs> nah, just a lame Heineken Light now. I kind of, kind of wish I had a Toppling Goliath. Bullshit. I introduced you to that damn thing. Now you're just uh, rubbing it in my face. Like Goof on prom night. <laughs> that was goofy. <laughs> um, was he like a dog? Guy, he was a dog, sound, right? Sounded like that guy waxing. Hey, guys. Look at the drip. <laughs> anyway. Navarrete Valdez. Wait. Huh, you, you know, you know that I got something. This is this is such a bullshit Terminator theme. You no, know, fuck you, YouTube. What happened to the da 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 da? Right? Wasn't that like a? Wasn't that like the the Terminator thing? Like the like it was ha- like fast paced like drum like da 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 da. I don't know. I'm sorry. <sighs> El Tormidor is back. El Vaquero, the cowboy. El Tormidor, as we call him, the Terminator. Ugh, I'm so Navarrete. Versus Oscar Valdez, a fight two, that fight two that was, Mexican monsters. Oh yeah, fight that was supposed to happen. Well, I guess oh, I guess that was actually that was supposed to be the fight when Navarrete fought Wilson back in February. Uh, Valdez gets hurt. Uh, <laughs> Navarrete barely escapes, and then Valdez fights on the Loma Haney undercard, gets a eh, gets a win. And now, and how he's fighting—it's how nuts is that? He's fighting three months later. Yeah, like almost less than three. That was May twentieth, and he's fighting August 
12th, right? Yeah. So less than three months. Pretty Good wild. That's gonna. That's that. That's like. That's like. Uh, the only thing that's gonna be He's more. Navarrete, Navarrete. Yeah. The only thing that's gonna be more incredible than that is when Errol Spence uh, fights in four months after that ass whooping. He <laughs> got. Bud was, on, Bud was on uh, Good Morning America. Did you see that? I, didn't, I, I saw it. I didn't get to listen to it yet, though. I can't wait. Uh, all right. Tale of the tape. Emmanuel Navarrete. El Vanquero. El Tormidor. 37-1 with 31 knockouts. The man is five foot seven. Uh, weight unknown. Age 28. He's orthodox. an orthodox fighter. And he is the WBO super featherweight champion of the world. 72-inch reach, by the way. I'm sorry. forgot to uh, mention that. 72-inch reach. His opponent, Oscar Valdez, 31-1, and one, also an orthodox fighter. 5'5", 66-inch reach, 32 years old. So Navarrete is going to be given up. Two, two and a half inches in change in height, and six inches in reach. Pretty, pretty interesting. I'm sorry, I wanted to go. Oh, so how, almost how basic. Many, how many inches in reach do you have? Uh, I have Navarrete at seventy-two, and Valdez at sixty-six. Right. Yeah. So this is basically same height, but a six-inch reach difference. Well, I was I was gonna say this is essential minus a half an inch. This is the same exact. Um, Disadvantage that he had against Burchelt, just for reference. Oh, just for reference. Yeah, I did. Dude, I, I'm, I'm world class on this podcast. Um, how do you want? Listen, this is these guys. They fight one way. Uh, they come forward. They box. They throw punches. Valdez has gotten a little bit more. Um, a little bit more of a counter puncher style to him since switching since, to Reynoso. Exactly. Um, very, you know, camp since being in, uh, you know, in camp Camp Canelo. Um, I thought he was a little bit more aggressive in his last fight uh, on the Loma undercard. I don't really care who he was fighting. It was the guy that uh, broke his guy, jaw that one. Yeah, fight. the guy who did just, he fight Adam Lopez. Like, who he, cares? Yeah, he he beat the crap of that guy out of that guy, and that guy like seemed to enjoy it. It was kind of strange. <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's two there's two there's always two questions now with these two guys. Obviously, we're huge Navarrete fans. He's awesome, super exciting. He used to fight like every two months. He just comes forward. <laughs> he just throws punches and bunches. His his uppercut, outside of AJ, his uppercut might be the the nastiest uppercut in boxing. Um, but he doesn't take care of himself. He has no technique. Doesn't whatsoever. give a shit about technique. Yeah, whatsoever. Body, like weight training. Yeah, like. yeah. Uh, which I got some fun stuff for you uh, on this one before we do the props. Um, and the, the question, every going into every fight now, as he's now moved up in weight, right? Because he he had he had a lot of physical advantages when he was at the when he was at um, 122 and 126. He was freakishly large for this for this for the, for the weight, weight which is just incredible yeah. how he could even boil down to that weight given the fact that he his walking around weight maybe like 180 pounds yeah. maybe 180 <laughs> yeah his walking around weight he maybe 50 pounds the fight yeah like he he made his walking around weight is probably like 20 pounds less than us which is nuts as and he boils down to 130 it's insane um and the, but the question the question always is is tonight the night 
Is tonight the night where all of that lack of discipline, lack of fundamentals, lack of uh, technical ability bites him in the ass and he gets the loss. Now, he went down hard. He took some punishment in, in that Wilson fight, who was a relatively unknown fighter who was a last not a last minute i think he i mean i don't two weeks i think he had two weeks to prepare okay um yeah uh, for for valdez and he he rocked never he rocked him a couple times there's the debatable 10 count Uh, you know take it for what it is i i think i think there was a little bit of there i think the ref knew that he missed never had to get hit while he was down and also never he gave him a little leeway when he spit his mouthpiece out uh all that being said Navarrete bit down, even on spaghetti legs, uh, you know, weathered the storm, and then got his own knockout. The Terminator turned yeah. into the Terminator. He just, he you can you can punch the guy's face off, and he just keeps coming forward. It's friggin' insane. Yeah. And then there's Oscar Valdez, who puts on, you know, he is, he's a heavy underdog. Maybe not in, on the, I forget what the Vegas odds were, but in most of the boxing world, he was a heavy underdog. Going in there against the bo- who was supposed to be the boogeyman of 130 pounds, Miguel Burchelt, uh, just a stunning, stunting knockout beatdown. Which, uh, by the way, just side note, going into that fight, um, he he was a heavy underdog. But remember the night before the fight, after the weigh-in, all the money swung. Remember that to Valdez. Because, uh, yeah, because because everybody saw how weight drained Burchelt was. Everybody except for me. I'm the only one who didn't see that the weight drained of Burchelt. Um, yeah, and and he puts out he you know he's masterful. Uh, one of the scarier knockouts we've had, I think, in the last three four years. To be honest yeah. with you, like, we were all concerned about Miguel Burchell that night. Yeah, like that um, Junto Nakatani knockout from earlier this year on Maloney. Like that's how it was. Yeah, and he was awesome. You know, everybody was getting excited for him and Shakur. We we were starting to get on the on the bandwagon some, and then he pops. Pops, pops for PED. Pops, uh, whether he said he claims it was tea or beef or some nonsense that went on right before the Conceso fight, he gets he gets the okay to fight. Hashtag boxing and controversial win. I had him. I I, I can't remember if you would. I think you I actually had, you had Valdez had, winning, right? No, I had Conceso. Oh yeah, we both had like yeah. by like three rounds. Yeah, we both had Conceso uh, winning. Sh- shockingly, the only person and. Again, I'm a huge Andre fan, but the only person in a close fight who didn't have the obvious guy winning was was Andre Ward. Um, and, uh, you know, so, okay, you give him the mulligan. Then he, listen, he looked at very average against Shakur Stevenson. But, again, let's be honest, everybody looks at average to below average when they fight Shakur Stevenson. So, not a lot. There's not a lot you can say about that fight. And he looked okay against against Lopez. So the real question is is who is the real who is the real Oscar Valdez? And was his was his performance against because pre Burchelt, I mean he was again, he was he had one loss, excellent fighter, was you know, had one was was a world champion at 126 pounds, was moving up to one thirty. Yep. Seized his moment against Burchelt. Yeah. And then and since he's kind of been a little lackluster. So you know it definitely little up, little, up little down. Yeah. And the whole thing, people like yeah, whether whether or not he was asking for people to feel bad for him or not, you know, he he did. You could definitely see that the whole drug pop thing messed with his head a little bit there. Like he definitely was down on himself uh, after that happened. So maybe that was a little bit of that. So there's still question marks on both these guys. One is Navarrete as he's again as he's moving up. Some of those things that didn't really matter in the past 
you know, he needs to be conscious of. And we just don't know who Oscar Valdez, Val, Valdez is at this point. So this is a pretty – I feel like this fight is going to answer a lot of questions because if Navarrete goes in there and beats a technically sound defensive counterpuncher in Oscar Valdez, who's no slouch, you know, again, he's a two-weight champion. He's, you know, he's very well, good. Yeah, actually, I I agree. Yeah, I agree. This is yeah, this is this is an I I hate throwing the word elite around, but yeah, like this is this is a top level borderline elite. Yeah, top top level. This is the top guy. I I forget who the one thirty champions. I think the one third. It's Navarrete. It's uh, Jaime Garcia, (laughs) uh, who fought Tank. Like whatever. Like this is the best. This is the best guy they think available at one thirty right now. Until everyone's dreams come true and we get Lomachenko boiled down to 130 to fight Neverate, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> so if 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 Neverate goes in there and beats him and beats him convincingly, like Neverate is the real deal. Like Neverate could be one of the best, you know, sm- he's going to go down as one of the best, I guess, small weight fighters I think of the last 15, 20 years. If he goes if he goes in there and does that, he's really? already a three weight champion. And, you know, again, he'll beat Valdez. I I don't know that anyone will be able to unify with him. And then I think his last, you know, his last test will be when my man Robesi eventually moves up and fights him. So that's like Navarrete. And for Valdez, like, I think if Valdez can, if Valdez goes in and, and knocks out the Terminator, then I think that, I think that kind of stamps his career. Maybe he retires after this fight if he beats him. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Um... But I think this at least yeah, will validate. I don't think he's ready to retire. I, I think this will validate his career at least. Uh, that you know, Burchelt wasn't a fluke. It wasn't you know that he's not just you know he wasn't some PED guy because whatever happened. Um, so it's a big, I think it's a big. I think this fight answers a lot of questions for both guys. Now, if if Valdez loses, like it's not like Valdez is a loser and wasn't a top a top flight fighter. I think it just will show that the one you know going to one thirty like the weight's a little too much for him. And he's not, you know, some of the stuff he's really successful at 126 isn't going to carry up. So, so we'll see. That's, I, I don't really have a break. I, I think the X's and O's are pretty straightforward. Like, Navarrete's going to do what he does. Like, there's no, there's no adjustment. There's no, this is what he should do, what he can't do. Like, he, he's going to do, he only does one thing. And Valdez. Did, did and you say Val- the ages? Yeah, 32 and 28. 32 and 28, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Valdez, it, Val, Valdez's style is exactly what it needs to be to fight Navarrete. So, yeah. it, yeah. And, and again, Navarrete is just so unorthodox. Different yeah. angles, throwing on the off counts, throwing flat-footed, always coming forward, always in your face. Yeah. Just the angles are weird. The timing is weird. The, the spacing and the distance is weird. Yeah. Everything is just awkward because he's got that freakishly long reach for for the division. Yeah. Um, it's just he doesn't look like he doesn't look mean, but he is mean. Yeah. Like he's just calm. He just keeps coming. You you really get no time to relax or think. Correct. So your game you got to be on your game plan coming in, and when he's in your face, you have to keep your head about you to stay on your game plan and. You have to know what distance you want to be throwing at before you get in there. Yeah, because the one yeah, the, the distance the distance is just going to be screwed up just from Navarrete's bullshit. Like, it's just gonna it's yeah. you you got to know what distance you want to fight at, and you're really not going to be able to keep him at that distance. You but you got to know what distance you want to throw at. Like mm-hmm. on the on the way in, like what distance do you want to pull the trigger? 
And I, I'm interested to see if Valdez can offer any kind of jab to at least negate some of Navarrete coming forward and then set him up for the power shots to 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 throw at the distance that is most effective for him. That yeah. that's kind of the only like the that's what I think uh Valdez needs to do in the, order to try to negate some of the just the awkward gangliness of Navarrete coming at him. Yeah. The the one thing that I will say, and I I didn't go back and watch uh, Valdez fights, but I think just in general, I don't I don't I don't recall him doing a lot of this. I think he needs the one strategic thing that he should be working on throughout the rounds, early and often, is body work. Beat up that beat up that that flabby belly, fill fill the basement with water, and let the head fall. I think that I think that is key, especially against Navarrete. Because I think we've seen like Wilson. Wilson gave him some body shots, but wasn't committed to it. And I think if he would have stayed committed to the body, I think he. I think he would have stopped Navarrete, especially when he was on those spaghetti legs. And I think Valdez, kind of having a lower center of gravity, um, has an advantage to kind of do that. So, uh, well, I, that's one thing, that, uh, and and that's that's very true what you said. But I'll say that. Navarrete is coming with volume. Agreed. You have to throw equal amount or more volume back in order to tire him out because he can just eat so many punches. The only way you get him down is by tiring him out, which the body work is a big part of that. But, like, the volume, the volume that he's coming with plus the volume that you're throwing needs to just be that's where like his lack of conditioning and lack of caring of his body is going to present a problem and that's that's if you're valdez that's what you need to make the cornerstone of this fight your cardio versus his cardio uh in my opinion and and meaning that these guys are going to throw it's going to be this warning warning fight of the year candidate going into the fight Agreed. Warning, like, this is going to be a barn burner, 100%. For five rounds, it is going to be hell. Oh, and then, er, 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 prediction spoiler. Yeah, and I, I got to say that I don't, I, I got to, I, I forget what the under is. I'm going to pull it up here shortly. Um, But, like, y- you got to... Through five rounds, I think is when you, if Valdez needs to like really like that's what I'm interested. In. If Valdez could keep up the volume, will Navarrete wear down after five rounds? I guess is kind of where where I'm at with it. Okay. Um, but the other thing I can't get out of my head is the the count like again because Burchelt way more technical than Navarrete, but also volume coming forward, volume coming forward. And Navarrete just kind of did like the check hook, left left hand check hook on Burchelt on the way in. And I'm just wondering if that's good. That should be there all day, especially to the body of Navarrete. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it just should. So, I mean, it, it's on, it's on the network ESPN 10 o'clock. Um, the state of is it is it is it oh because it's arizona I was gonna, is it 10 or is it one of those random navarrete like 1 30 a.m start times 
but I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I, I looked it up. It's ten. It's San, San Jose is when they have they have those weird ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ten o'clock. Yeah. Um, yep. 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 I, I looked it up on ESPN.com. You're so you're so awesome. Um, yeah. So that's I'm I'm extremely extremely excited for this fight. It is gonna be. I know. Oh. <laughs> Every Neverate fight's fun, but like this one. He's going up against such a good talent that yeah. I mean, I don't I don't even know what to expect other than war. Uh, um, I agree. Uh, all right, I guess it's prediction time. Huh? Or I uh, let me go to the odds. Huh? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got my own I got my own odds and props for you. You ready? Yeah. All right. Over under. I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep keep this going. Uh. Over-under of mentions of Neverate lacking a six-pack. I'm putting the over-under at ten and a half. Now, are you lumping in all references to his flabby belly or weight? Uh, flabby belly. Weight, no. But flabby belly and Any and references no. directly to his belly? Any, yeah, belly. We're being specific with Ten and belly. a half? Oh, man. I mean, Tim Bradley can really get on. All with. combined. It's not just one. It's not just Tim Bradley. We're doing the whole I, crew. I, I know, but I'm just are we talking post fight as well? Uh no, we're gonna we're gonna talk from we're gonna talk from pre fight through the fight. Post fight doesn't count. A ten and a half. Ooh, I'm gonna go under because I'm I'm gonna say eight or nine. Ooh, I I like the over on that one. Okay. Uh, mention of failed drug tests. Five over under five and a half. Ooh, I'm gonna say under on that too. I'm going three or four. Okay. Okay. Over under of Neverate's love. What are you going? I'm oh failed drug test. Uh, I'm gonna go under on that one. Okay. Uh, over under on Neverate's love of uh, pizza. No chimichangas. Three and a half. <laughs> over. Over. Big over there. Uh, over under on Can- Canelo being suspect and overrated. Three and a half. By the broadcast team? Yes. Nah, that's under. Under, I, I agree. Uh, over under five and a half. Uh, mentions of Errol Spence being a loser and overrated, and Tim Bradley told y'all. Um. Oh, you said five and a half. I'm going over on that one. Including the post fight, definitely over. Love it. Love that. But by, by the time they get to state of boxing, Timothy Bradley's going to be all over that. Love it, love it. Uh, over under on knockdowns, three and a half. Ooh. I'm getting. Oh, I got juicy on that one. I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say three. I like that. I. I I'm going over. Fuck it, four. I'm gonna say four. <laughs> I'm gonna say four. And I had one more set at one and a half, but now I can't read my 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 handwriting. Lost. Mother Piers? What could that be? Um, lost. Oh, oh, over in the fight, over under lost mouthpieces. Ooh, one and a half. You said? Yeah. Under. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under on that one too. I think I think we get one, but yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, that's all I got. That's all I got. You're up. Uh, let's get to the Vegas odds, as if anybody gives a shit about those. After that, after that, uh, that was awesomeness. good. I like those. We gotta you gotta keep that up. That that was fun. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Who do you think's favored in this fight? I think Oscar Valdez is favored. 
Yes. It's a coin flip, but okay. yes. Minus 165 Valdez, plus 135 Navarrete. Ooh. Very even odds. Okay. Over, under. Um, I'm going to say eight and a half. This is going to blow your mind. Ten and a half. That's so nuts. The over is minus 250. The under is plus 175. I don't see how this makes it to the 11th round. Like, Here, just, yeah, I, I, I think both guys both guys need to win by knockout. The, like, that would require Navarrete to stop coming forward at some yeah. point. And, like, if Navarrete keeps coming forward, either Valdez is going to break or he's going to catch him coming in. Like, like Navarrete, like, barely survived knees, uh, Wilson, Liam Wilson. Like, I, yeah, I agree. That's that's that, that's. They, they just, I mean, unless they're saying like Valdez just has no knockout power, but like, this is set up. Well, I don't. I, I, don't, I that that's just a wild over to me. I, we're gonna, sounds like we're gonna make some money. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay. Navarrete by decision plus three forty. Navarrete by stoppage plus three fifty. Draw plus fourteen hundred. We've been seeing a lot of plus fourteen hundred draws. I don't know why, um, but there it is. Yeah, we. I mean, the last draw we got was, was the last draw we got Charlo Castaño. Probably the yeah right. Charlo Castaño won. Yeah. Right. I, I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, Valdez by decision plus one forty. Valdez by stoppage plus three twenty. So plus three forty decision Navarrete, plus three fifty stoppage Navarrete, plus one forty decision Valdez, plus three twenty stoppage Valdez. Um, what, what do you think, bud? Well, I was you know I was on such a I was I was on such a heater. I was like you with baseball when you got like seventy two straight games. Yeah. Like I was just, I was just nailing championship fight predictions like crazy, and then, then last week, or I guess two weeks ago, two weeks ago yeah. man, I what a skid! I just hit a skid, um, zero for two, badly. You know, I, I, I think Valdez is gonna win. Um, I think that they're, I think that they will have. I think they're just going to have – they're going to be – he's going to be well-trained, and I think they're going to have a really good game plan to attack his body and finally make Navarrete pay just for the just, just for the lack of technique and just being out of shape. I think this is – I think this is great matchmaking by top rank because it's, it's, it's just a great fight. Um, I just think Valdez comes out on top. I hope I hope I hope my my shit the bed streak did, continues did you say, here. Did you say stoppage or – Yeah, I do think – I think it will be like a weird – I don't think it'll be like a brutal knockout like Burchelt. I think it's going to be similar to like the Liam Wilson where Navarrete's out of it and he just the the mouthpiece kick spitting the mouthpiece isn't going to save him. And it's yeah. one of the it's what I I I envision like kind of like a Raleigh out tank did Raleigh where it was like he was there but he wasn't there and then the ref stops it. I um I I think it's a stoppage on his feet. I think Valdez is just pilot. I think Navarrete goes to the ropes and is just like can't fight back. And he's like, 
covering up. And I, yeah, I agree. I, Valdez. Yoy like Valdez. Too. Oh, God, yeah. we're both picking against El Termidor. Uh, this, can we, uh, po- last podcast ever for the Two Beers podcast. I'm saying. Uh, hell is frozen over. I know. I'm saying, I'm saying uh, eighth round. Yeah, it's just, it's a bad, I just think it's a bad style. For, listen, I'll, I, I'm rooting for Navarrete. I would love for nothing else than And Nav- if Navarrete wins, it will be my stoppage. I'm yeah. pretty oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I would love for nothing else for Navarrete to come out fight night, take off his shirt, and for all of us to just go, holy shit, look at that 10-pack. <laughs> and and uh, maybe, even, he, even if even if it's because he went and got that rock, like, ab surgery and got the peck, or the, the Oscar, the or Oscar De La Hoya. Spray painted on something. Yeah, anything. Uh, even if he just comes out in, like, a, like a six-pack T-shirt. Um, it'd be great to see. I just, I, I think against a guy like Val, I just think against a guy Val, by Valdez, it's finally, it's finally going to catch up to him. But my dream, my, an awesome scenario would be Neverate again, Neverate wins this fight. Free, even if we don't get, uh, Lomachenko doesn't come down. I, somehow, I, the dude's always posting boxing videos. I'd still love to see Burchelt Neverate. I'd still love to see it. I don't know. At 130 pounds. I don't know. That's I, – I, I just – Burchelt has looked very injured his last – even after the, the – I agree. Well, he's only had one fight. At, he's only had one fight since. I just yeah, – there's nobody else at 130. I, 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 I do not want to see him back in the ring. Uh, no, I, mean, I, yeah. I, I think I think either way – I think I, it feels like Navarrete has to move up just because of the weight issues, but – but – He just got there. <laughs> either, just got there. Either of these guys – can, if they could have like a two-year campaign at this this weight, there's a guy coming. There's a guy coming, the monster. In a way. Wow, one thirty, huh? In there, that's Ooh. probably where he, he caps out, right? Like, yeah. And I so, yeah I I think it's more likely that we get Robesi in a way than we get in a way versus any of these two guys. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but but by time yeah by time we're there. I mean that'd be fun for, though. That'd be fun. I mean because in a way he's gonna have one more fight at one twenty two. Yeah, that, that is point, tr- that is true. Good. Yeah, that's a great point. Like he's he, gonna he, he's gonna go up to one twenty six by midpoint of next year. Be a five weight champion. And then he you know he'll have there are some good fights to make at one twenty six. So say he's at one twenty six for Several. a year. Several good fights. Which which puts in a way at thirty two or thirty three, puts Navarrete at thirty or thirty one, and it puts Valdez at thirty four or thirty five. You know what I didn't even realize? Like I didn't even realize. Like my guy, we could get we could get Robesi, cool boy. At one twenty six, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Oof, God, I just I just got half a chub. There you go. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I. I'm 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 gonna do uh, like uh, probably twenty five or fifty bucks. I'm, I think I'm gonna bet both guys for stoppage and okay. just take take the you know rake in the dough. I okay. think that's the play to make that and the under. I think those are the those are the plays. I agree. Yeah. I I yeah, I, I just I I don't envision this fight not being a stoppage. That's ten and a half is nuts. I just. Uh, to me, that just that just means that I think people see this going as Navarrete's like lunging crap isn't going to work versus Valdez, and Valdez is somehow going to control distance. Simultaneously, Valdez is not going to have enough power to knock out the bigger guy, 
Well, gotcha. he's not that big. He, they're the same size, but the bigger, ganglier guy. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I, th- I think that's what that means of, like is, of what the betters are are expecting. Fair enough. Man, 31 minutes. I uh, I don't even hate it. I, uh, <laughs> it's a big fight, man. This is a big fight. It's a it's a huge fight. Boxing's for, for, alive for the hardos. Man. Yeah, I mean we got listen we got after you know we got <laughs> a few days ago we got the better B of news that his fight just got delayed five months, which we were really looking forward to next week. Um, that's just a kick. Uh, you know, gotta 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 celebrate the big ones that we got. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, oh, a fight that almost got. Uh, a guy that, well, I guess a fight, but a I'm guy. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> AJ's back. AJ is back fighting Robert Hellenius, who we all thought was retired. Yeah, after we thought we thought uh, Deontay Wilder retired him. And then a video pops up of him last weekend fighting. Uh, a dungeon? The, the the town drunk in a, in <laughs> in a in a basement in in like Finland or something, and uh, you know one week you're you're just brawling guys for beer money and then next week you're fighting Anthony Joshua in the O2 so pretty wild, uh <laughs> yeah I have Dillian White spiking for draw <laughs> what a loser ah oh, jeez seriously uh yeah listen I'm I mean I, again I I'm I may be I may be the sole sole uh. Uh, resident on AJ AJ Island here in the uh, in the oh, US. In the US. Oh, sure. In the yeah, US, you, you might be. Yeah. Yeah, in the US. I, I just I really like Joshua. I think again, I think he's got the best resume at heavyweight. Yeah, he's taking some L's, but um, I like you know. Joshua too. Just you're just you're at the next level. I just really like, I just I just I just really like AJ. Like yeah, you know, I, I I don't I don't fanboy over him like I do. I love Lamp. Like, <laughs> I love Lamp. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not just because I'm looking at AJ on my wall. Yeah, so I was I was pretty bummed when I saw the although although I may be the only owner of an Anthony Joshua fight camp uh, history of violence Joshua White two T shirt <laughs> that's coming in coming in the mail tomorrow, oh uh, which is so funny. Um, yeah, uh, I think you know for me what's important is for Joshua to get the win. Uh, it would you know it'd be impressive if he could get the knockout. Especially if it's true that they're setting up Wilder Joshua in December, which I would pay, I will pay three hundred dollars. There's there's no price that I won't pay for that fight. So um, it be it be good for jo- Joshua's not gonna get a first round knockout like Wilder, but it'd be good for him to get a KO to really build 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 some intensity for that. Re- fight. Re- rebuild some of that KO. Yeah, I still think I still carry. think that's I still think that's still think a top in there. Yeah, that's still a top. Yeah, I, that's a top three heavyweight fight to make in boxing, and still has all the juice. I don't, you know, it, it sucks that it won't be in London or the U.S. and it's going to be over in Saudi Arabia. But um, I, I, I can't wait. Um, I Joshua no, Fury or Joshua Wilder? Joshua Wilder. Gotcha. Um, nothing. I don't. I don't. I don't know what man. Because again, P, the PBC stands. Could you again? We could. They could seriously be looking at. Spence going down, Charlo going down, and then if Wilder goes down again to the to quote unquote Euro bum Anthony Joshua, oh my God, man! All that's left to fall is is Tank Davis. That's it. And I mean, <laughs> we, we we're Tank fans, so it's like I, I wouldn't, I don't even want to see that really. But that's it. Like their entire boxing lives are going to be hinging on 
Tank Davis. <laughs> um. Let. All right, let me let me just show you the odds of this fight. You ready? Uh, oh it's not God. it's not really worth it, but I AJ I, plus six thousand, minus sixteen hundred. Hellenius plus eight fifty, over under. It's probably ten and a half. Five and a half. Okay, good. Okay. The over is minus one twenty five. The under is minus one ten. So, a lot of people taking the under based on Hellenius's last match with. Uh, with Wilder or the With Dungeon? Wilder. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Joshua by decision plus 400. Joshua by stoppage minus 400. Draw plus 2200. Hellenius by decision plus 2800. Hellenius by stoppage plus 1200. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's too bad. And I, I get it. Like, neither can guy I, does. Can I say this? I, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> It's what I was about to say. Go ahead. Maybe this is maybe this is way off, but I feel like Hellenius gives Joshua hell. No, that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> for like three rounds. I don't and think I don't think so. I, I well Hellenius had some momentum going against like some up and coming heavyweights for a little bit before just getting totally starched by uh I don't I don't think he's going to give AJ hell. I think I think AJ is just going to be tentative and slow for a few rounds, like he's been for the last like five fights. Uh, agreed, agreed. I think I, yeah. I think he's going to be slow. I think Hellenius is going to be good enough to be like, like, shit. Did he just win two of the first three rounds? Like, like what is happening? Like, is he the is he being more aggressive than Joshua right now? Like, what's going on? I I think that's going to happen, and I think that. Over five and a half is 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 definitely the play here. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on the over. Uh, on it, honestly, I kind of think Joshua by decision at plus four hundred is not a terrible a de- play. Not a terrible gamble. Like yeah, probably fair. Because yeah, Hellenius. Like you know what? I'm what now? I'm interested. Um, when other than. Then Wilder, what was when's the last time he was KO'd? Not sure. You on the box rack? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Robert Hellenius, the Nordic Nightmare. Is that his nickname? Oh yeah, that's awesome. Thirty-nine years old. That is awesome. (laughs) Um, he was stopped by Gerald Washington in 2019. Okay, who's on the card? Who's on this card? But then he, uh, Kanaski was was uh. He's been knocked out three of his four fights, or three or four losses were KOs. He one of them was Wilder. Gerald Washington was twenty nineteen, and his loss before that was twenty seventeen. Dillian White was a decision. Mm, so, yeah. um, yeah, I mean the guy he has thirty two wins and twenty one knockouts. I don't know. I I kind of think that uh, this this is, a, <laughs> dude, that was a sanctioned fight. He he won last week. He beat Mika Milanin, who was six and zero, and he TKO'd I mean, I'm, him. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of what it was. <laughs> um, at first, I wait, thought wait, somebody wait was. A minute. Wait, I thought, was, I thought, I thought, so, I thought somebody on, was hold posting. On, hold on, it was, it was in Upper Stage, Olivenlina, Savonlina. Is that a country? I guess Savonlina was that in Russia. So it was somewhere in Russia, wasn't it? Seven. 
Oh, no. See, that is Finland. I told you it was Finland. Savonlina is in Finland. Hmm. It was on the border. It's like near the border of Russia. Damn, half half of that state, it looks like it's almost like a state or something in Finland. And, like, probably at least half of it is water. What a wild country that has to be. Pretty wild. Like to uh, visit. Cool. The only thing I was going to say is it would have been – it doesn't I, – I realize it didn't make sense for either guy for kind of where they are um, and what, like, the next fight is. But it would have – it I, it would have been intriguing if uh, was it Herovic Heretic whatever the dude's name is who I Hergovic Hergovic who I think we both thought lost to Big Bang Zhang um, he's on this card I I would have rather seen uh, them Hergovic all... go in there yeah me too. yeah but listen Her- like Hergovic is I forget which which belt he's the number one contender for so like I get it he doesn't want to fight AJ and risk that on short notice and same thing with AJ like. Though you got the you got the big the wilder fight looming, like you don't want to mess that up. Even though I still think that fight's there, regardless if AJ were to lose to somebody. But fair game, fair game. Yeah, AJ's thirty three. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's not young. He's six six, and then I think dude, so Hel- many like a lot of Hel- a lot Hel- of is also six six. Like a lot of these guys aren't like spring chickens. Like yeah, Tank's twenty nine. Like everyone talks about Tank Davis. Like ah, oh, that's not he's twenty nine years old. <laughs> Like, these guys, you know, in a way, 30. Like, these guys, a lot of these guys aren't young that, like, have, like... How about lar- this? Hellenius's reach is 79. Joshua's reach is 82. Oof. Wow. Pretty nuts. Anyway. Uh, well, that's uh, that's on zone in the middle of the day. Uh, I kind of want... I hope I watch that. I hope I'm not doing anything. <sighs> um, Yeah, I hope so, too, if you want to be part of this podcast. All right, look. Let's get to the pound for pound. Yeah, I mean, listen. We, I mean, we have, we have, we have no other sports to talk about except for making fun of um, sport networks. And maybe, do we have NASCAR to talk about? Yeah. Was there a NASCAR? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, oh, I totally knew that because you talked about it in the the pit stop last week. Uh, all right. Let's go backwards. I can you do me a favor? What? Can you give me your pound for pound first, and then I'll give mine? Because okay. I'm, I'm just I'm always I'm always self conscious about mine. Did you actually did you actually somebody. do did you actually do yes. yours? Okay, yes, I did. all right, yeah. all right. Number one, I'll, I'll just go one to ten then. Uh, my number one, Bud Crawford. Uh, not going to be a hypocrite. We said on on the podcast after the Inaway fight, the only way the only way Bud Craw- Bud or or Spence was going to be able to top him at number one was if they completely obliterated the other guy and that's exactly what happened so uh i'm a man i'm a man of my word that's <laughs> yeah, kind of bad joker uh yeah so bud i got one uh in a way two three Usyk. and i by the way everyone that's for people that are saying like it's bud in a way and then a huge gap between three like can we put some to, to quote uh you know I don't know if it was Dame, Dame Lame, or or uh, Lagoof, but like, put some respect on Usyk's name. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, I've got Canelo at four. I've got Bivol at five. I've got Better Biev at six, but he he may end up with two guys on what I call the DMP list. Uh, but I did this before the fight got canceled. Uh, I got Sugar Shakur at seven. I got. Uh, Devin the Dream Haney at eight. 
I did put Tank back in here because of one of my DMPs at 9. And I have Errol Spence dropping to 10. I think he was previously 5 on my list. I got him down to 10. Uh, my DMPs are Tyson Fury because he's not a boxer right now um, with his shenanigans. And I did take Charlo off the list because if you've been inactive for over a year, you don't make – it's my new rule. You are not. You don't get on my pound-for-pound pound list. Okay. All right. So, so I, I, all right, that's good. I, I, feel, I feel good about mine then. Uh, okay. One, Crawford. Two, Inouye. Three, Usyk. Okay. Four, Canelo. So, we got the So, same. we're chalk. We're chalk. Chalk through four. This is where this is where we'd start to differ. Um, I've got Haney at five. Weak, weak sauce. It's not weak sauce. It he's is. twenty. He's twenty three year old. Twenty three years old, and he's undisputed, and he's taken all the big fights. I, I, <sighs> now I granted, maybe he didn't beat. Lomachenko. I surely didn't have him beating Lomachenko, but yeah, I, that's you, fair. You gotta, and live, you don't, you gotta yeah. live in reality. And to be fair, you don't you don't put you don't put as much weight on the weight classes moving up the different weight classes as I do. He so beat Lomachenko. Lomachenko is like up it's there fair. for me. Like it's fair. Lomachenko was at the top of his game, yeah, not injured, him, okay. and he freaking beat him. Like sure, which I don't think he did. But that's yeah, sure. I, think that, a, I just think that's high for the other guys you're going to name. But that's fine. He's on my I mean, he's on my list. But guys, next. Six, Bivol. Fair. Look, I like Bivol. I think he's very good. But, like, yeah. beating Canelo elevated him from not even being on the top pound for pound to, like, everybody's top five. Agreed. I think, I think, that's, I think that's a little heavy. That being said, I do have him at number six. He's, he's close to being a DMP. Uh, seven, I have Tank. Wow! All right. It it feels a little high. But we should we should we should make sure that we we tag uh, Floyd and uh, Leonard Ellerby on our on our list when we when I post these. I just look if you're gonna now that that was a tailor made fight for him, but like just based on his skill level, like I I don't know I'm putting I put him there. I got eight eight. eight, on, eight Eight, I have Spence. Okay, so I have, you only, you, so you only dropped, dropped him down three or four. four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's one. To me, he's one loss away from being out. But That's I'm not, fair. I'm not. I'm not kicking him out on one loss. Yeah, I I dropped him all the way to ten just because he got his ass absolutely kicked. Yeah, it's fine. Nine, I have Charlo. I okay. understand where you're coming from. Yeah, he's always he's always he's been on every pound for pound I've had for two years. I just he hasn't fought in a year, so. Shakur, I have ten. Which oh, you let you let the p test or the you let the weight the weight uh weight cut go. There we go. Uh, so I, Fury, I, so you drop Fury out of the list. Fury out of the list because he's um, not a real boxer right now. Nice. Well, and 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 even even his his matches that he's taking, like he's taking the easy route and like yeah, sorry, you you don't you don't get on the t- pound for pound by just fighting tomato cans for funsies. Like yeah. sorry. Now Shakur, I actually think. Shakur is on a path in the next year to be up to number seven and leapfrog Charlo, Spence, Tank, maybe even Biv or Haney, maybe yeah. even get to the top five. But I'm putting Shakur in there at ten. He's he's gonna he's not gonna be there long. He's gonna be rising with every win. Yeah. Wait, did you have did you not have better Biv? I didn't. No. Oof. And the which it was hard Oof. to do, but 
that's another guy who's going to be out almost a year based on injuries. And to me, I need to see better be a bivol in order to put him up there. Because Drew, he's another. He doesn't. He hasn't gone up and down weight. Oh, that's I, I I agree. Not there. Like I said, I that that I I stress that on most of mine. Um, so for me, like maybe you would bump out Charlo or Spence and put him up there. So wait, five guys. But who was your five? Five Haney, six Bivol, seven Tank, eight Spence, nine Charlo, and ten Shakur. And Haney, look, he's twenty three years old, and his resume is insane. Wait, who's like, who's eight? Oh, uh, Spence. I and I disagree with that too, but. I, but I mean, Loma's. I mean, Loma's the best name on his resume. That's like yeah. I don't know. The other, the other I, I don't know. This isn't a Haney. I don't want to hate on Devin Haney. I just again, I just I think having him at five is kind of is kind of high. Um, Aggressive. I, I just I, wait. So who was nine? Who was nine? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Charlo, right? Charlo. Yeah. Charlo and then Shakur. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll post that. Yeah. Charlo's best win is Castaño, which he got a redo on. Spence got his ass kicked by Crawford. Fair. Tank cont- looks unbeatable. Uh, Bivol is probably the best combination of skill and power other than Crawford and Usyk, and in a way, other than the top three guys. Um, How do you spell Charlo? Why do I, wait, why do I have Canelo above Bivol when Bivol beat Canelo? Uh, I think just the overall body, overall body work of his career and everything. Where do you have, you have, you have Bivol where, five? I'm at five, yeah. Canelo four. I moved it. He moved up. Uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, again, that's that's one fight for Bivol though. Like, like he went from not like not being on anyone's pound for pound radar to like. That's fair. Listen, I just I just can't do it. That's fair. It's fair, man. But I also don't like myself for having Canelo above Bivol when Bivol beat Canelo. So I'm conflicted on myself. Yeah, and like for me, like. I, it's it's the way that they won too. Like I like I feel like Bivol completely swept. Like he 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 made the best fighter in the world look average. Yeah, with Canelo. Like again, like K the Haney Loma thing. Like I I don't again. We can, we can argue who won or lost. Doesn't matter. But. Like he 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 didn't like he didn't dominate he didn't do to Lomo what we just saw Crawford do to Spence. Yeah, I know. And Bill, but yeah, that's fair. He's just making. He's. I agree. He's making fights happen. He's yeah. He's doing what we want guys to do. I'm, I'm with. That's fair. That's fair. Like, I I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I don't I, want to say this. How do I'm, I want to say this? You don't have to. You know, first off, you, you don't have to fucking explain yourself to me. You you put on this list who you want to put on this list. I am I am very excited. I am very. Interested. I just feel like I'm. I feel like I'm higher on Haney than most, and I just want to explain myself. Because, We've always been. Like, now, we 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 have we have always been Team Haney and defended Haney when people were shitting on him for no reason. Always, just, and like, we're big Loma fans. And like, if Tank. We're taking the challenges that Haney would tank, be tanking. Hank or Tank would probably be like four, like above Canelo. Like, but Tank just shields himself into like tailor-made fights, like against Raleigh Romero. And I'm glad he fought Ryan Garcia, but like Ryan Garcia was tailor-made for him. Uh, and that's why I have Tank at seven. Otherwise, I'd have Tank top five. Like, but Haney. Is like, and now he's going after Pro Gray, like the the supposed boogeyman at 140. I'm like, I'm 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 excited to see. Uh, 
Like Haney's just like F it. Let's just let's just go after the bet. And he's twenty three. Like yeah. Like he's the same age as Shakur. And look at the fights he's taking. Uh well, I we we can argue about Shakur's resume. I think his is sneaky awesome, but that's fine. I agree that Shakur is a sneaky awesome. That's why I have him at number ten. But yeah. Haney is already freaking unif- uh, undisputed and yeah, taking fair. on taking on more fair as well. Fair, 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 fair. I'm just Haney is underappreciated. That's all I'm saying. Oh my god. Anyway, okay. Fair. And I still love Lomachenko more than Haney, but I may be number one fan of Haney at this point too. Anyway. You're like you're like you're like me on um AJ. on AJ Island. Boy, all right. Well, that's it. Pound for pound. Can't wait pound to post pound. those and get and get some chatter going. Love it. Love it. By the way, um, I forgot to tell you the reason I called you earlier today. The security guard uh, outside my building, who's a big LeBron guy, he goes, oh, man, I heard some chatter of some guys saying that Mike Tyson's t- uh, top ten best fighter of all time. And I was like, or no, best fighter of all time. I was like, Juan, he's probably not even top ten. He was like, thank you, I know. He's like, you know who I have is probably my number one, maybe. And I was like, I'm thinking he was gonna say uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, and he did goes, he say, did he say LeBron? No, he said Roy Jones Jr. And I oh, was like, let's go, love it, let's man. go. Y'all love must that. have forgot. So then I just played y'all must have forgot like half of my. <laughs> That's just awesome. Blaring it. Awesome. Oh. Yeah, I was pumped. Ah, uh, all right. That's I, it. I that it's a that's a it's a legitimate argument. Yep. All right. Um, some news and notes. Phillies. No hitter tonight. God help Major League Baseball if they let the Phillies get hot, my man. <laughs> of course, of course, I'm there. I'm there yesterday. <laughs> I uh, there was a rain out Monday because of the tornado or watch, and it was a uh, they refunded tickets for Monday and said if you had a ticket for Tuesday you could go to both games. So I'm working. I I get to the first game, the last three innings. I miss this huge like home run fest that happens the first seven innings. Miss it all. I'm like ah right, shit. Second game starts. Harper bombs. Turner's kill. I'm like ah oh, this is great. Then the bullpen blows it. Just de- deflating. And tonight, Lorenzen, his first game as a Philly, mom just ran. I don't, I, I, I don't think they're from here. So like, I guess his mom just, they just happened to come in to watch him play today with his wife and his um, somewhat newborn daughter. Guy throws a fucking no hitter. Awesome. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Congrats. Hey. But God, God help Major League Baseball. The Phillies get hot. Trey was, Turner, ever since ever since that standing O he got, Trey Turner's fucking back. The Phillies are in a wild card spot as of right now, right? Uh I think they have the top wild card spot. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's a shame it'd be oh man, it's a shame the Braves because they're fucking stealing signs. Um but it's a sh- it's a fra- it's a shame that their lead is so big right now in the division because it would be awesome to have um a brace, brace, a brace Philly division chase is always fun at the end, of, at the end of a season. They're just too far ahead. Yeah, ten and a half, like, yeah, which is nuts because like the Phillies are like right there as one of the best teams in baseball, like with everybody else except Atlanta because Atlanta's just been so awesome. 
Yeah, I was just looking at the other wild card teams. One of them is uh, the Cubs. Yeah, who how, who were? How about, how about Cody Bellinger on the Cubs this year? Good yeah, great goodness, he's um, yeah, and they were how, about they. How were, the Dodgers let him go? Uh, I don't know. I guess because they figured they could only pay so many people. I guess, like I guess he was crap. He's been crap with them for a couple years. I guess he rediscovered himself. Yeah. Um, did you see his catch the other day? By the way, I did that, not. That crazy thing where it like bounced off. I I, I meant to send you a clip. I feel like. I don't know if it actually hit the wall and they still called it an out like a catch. Like as soon as that ball bounces off you and hits the wall, like that's not if you if you then catch it again, it's not an out. Correct. Yeah, so they had they had to have reviewed it and just thought that it only touched his body. Man, but it was Bell- pretty sick. Bellinger he only signed a two year twenty five million dollar deal with Yeah, he body. wasn't yeah, because I, I I think he's just been striking out a lot lately. And people are I think I think people are like trying not to pay those guys big money, except for Kyle Schwarber, obviously. Um well, they'll put it this way. In 2020, he batted 230, 239 with a 789 OPS. Yeah. In 2021, he batted 165 with a 542 OPS. And in 2022, he batted 210 with a 654 OPS. And I guess those three years Pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of rediscovering himself a little bit. How about that? Yeah, man. Good for him. Um, but yeah, the Cubs are the Cubs are currently oh they, they got Mancini from the Orioles too. God. Yeah, they were they were they were about to be sellers and then Dan, they won they, Swanson, Ian yeah. Hap. Yeah, they won like nine out of ten. Yeah. And then they became they became buyers. So do they have any good any good pitchers? Oh, Justin, I don't know. Justin Steele. Huh. That's about it. All right. That's that's us musing on BS on baseball. Love it. Love it. Want to talk Kyle Cowherd? Uh, yes. But first, let me just say, Pittsburgh Penguins trade for Eric Carlson. They basically. Like, the thing, this is funny because this is the thing on talk radio where everyone calls in and they try and trade away all their bad players for somebody's good player. And (laughs) somehow that's exactly what the Penguins did. They traded away all the guys who were, like, overpaid and too slow for the best offensive defenseman in the league who had a 100-point season. Offensively, you want nobody else on the blue line other than this guy. Uh, the Penguins now have two number one defensemen, um, Eric Carlson being the shining jewel of offense. Latang, uh, definitely more defensive-minded than Carlson, but uh, an excellent balance of offense and defense. More of a 50-point-a-season uh, a guy than the Eric Carlson 100-point-a-game. I'll put the over-under on points of for him next year at about 77 for Eric Carlson. I think it's just so damn hard to repeat 100. I think if he's close to a point a game again, that'll be excellent. Um, but I just... And again, I, I at the end of the season, I, I said it on this podcast. I, I didn't call this or anything, but what I said was like, it seems like every season in the offseason, there are... Su- well, at, I said young superstars because I was quoting the, the Panthers uh, getting Kachuk. Uh, 
but they're superstars that get traded and change hands and like the asking price never seems to be like every year you're like oh that's not that bad of an asking price and again carlson goes for all the all the crap players we don't want clear up space and we gave up a first and a second round pick and i think we actually received a third round pick so like you give up something but you don't give up everything you i i i was just impressed kyle dubas for the penguins really putting together a strong roster still not a championship um favorite but they are now back in the conversation of potentially being a contender uh eric carlson's carlson still 33 years old not young but we actually somehow did get younger because Petri is older than him. Um, we got we got we need a little bit more on the bottom six, but we're like one move at the deadline away for like a third line center to actually like being back in the in the like championship conversation. So it's it's starting like it's the door is opened again <laughs> the door <laughs> is now open my friends letting you in baby oh yeah so that is baby awesome cool love that yeah yeah i'm trying to think of a football analogy for you drew like like who is someone who's like a wide receiver that is just like all like flash and like all stats on a crappy team um it'd be like if cooper cup yeah De- uh well he just won a super Bowl. uh deandre hopkins yeah but hop yeah but like hopkins is is not coming off of a historic season like eric carlson's coming off a historic season like he won the award for the best defenseman in the league and had 100 points was, like, the first time in 50 years that a defenseman had 100 points. Maybe he traded for Cooper Cup, and then he fucking shit the bed and got hurt for the season. In fantasy? That, do- that doesn't sound like something that would happen to me. <sighs> ah, that's so good. I'd so say good. that that'd be like if, if uh, I don't know. But if somebody who was on the fringe traded for Cooper Cup is what I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll go okay. with that. Okay. Okay. Um, now, we wanted to mention Colin Cowherd. This past, fucking guy. The past couple weeks. And we, really, we just wanted to highlight, again, the whole philosophy of our podcast. The pod of the everyman. We're all watching this this stuff the same as the experts, but somehow, you know, ESPN has convinced us over the years that these talking heads are the experts. We don't, we the people who are watching this stuff for hours, don't know what we're talking about. We're not insiders. Part of why I hate JJ Reddick. You people haven't played. You don't know. Blah blah blah. Okay, pal. Sorry to be in your presence. Um, but but. <laughs> But Colin Cowherd in the past two weeks has said that he's been on a heater that somebody that the angels need to trade Shohei Octani for tons and tons of draft picks. 
which anybody follows baseball knows you can't trade draft picks in baseball. And then this week, it, I didn't think it could be, get more egregious than that. And then this oh, week. Oh, did it. He comes out with a list of quarterbacks drafted in the past three years that there's no way he sees them winning a Super Bowl. And on that list was the deceased Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. You you think? How does that make error? Like, uh, here's here here's a here's a. Uh, I I also made a list of some quarterbacks that uh, aren't you know I don't think could win Super Bowls. Oh. Uh, Dan Marino. <laughs> uh, Fran Tarkenton. Dan Fouts. Uh, Dante Culpepper and Steve Dak Mc- Prescott. S- Steve McNair. Oh, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. <laughs> oh, I'm so uh, unbelievable. unbelievable. I was hoping you enjoyed that burn a little bit I more. I did. Sorry, I was. I, I wanted to get Steve McNair in there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just like, dude. Unbelievable. What, what do you do? Like, these. Is it. This is amateur hour. Like, they're, just ma- they're just mailing it in at this point. Yeah, just like, mounted in. Again, again, the whole our whole point of our podcast is that you, the everyman, like your opinion is just as valid as anybody's. You yep. sit there and watch hours of this stuff, hours. Like when Scott Hansen says seven hours of commercial-free football, like there's many of you that sit there for seven hours and watch football, like. It's ridiculous. Like, I not just... to mention the night games. Like every week, you might be watching thirteen hours of football, which, I... and not to... and and Drew, how many Phillies games do you watch? Uh, are you watching every every night? Pretty much, yeah. That's what I'm like. NBA, you're watching probably a game a night. NHL, I'm watching not as much. Two or three games. I'm watching all the Penguins games. And maybe one other game a week. So, like, we're watching hours of this stuff. Like, like, I just don't understand how these guys or these talking heads. That's their job. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if we didn't have to go do our 9 to 5, which is actually more like 7 to 7? Like, what? Can you imagine? It'd be over. Like... Ugh, it's just so disappointing. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? And like, I, I was, does. Well, and, I was... and, and he cites dead quarterbacks as not being able to win any. Yeah. Like, I, I thought it was egregious that they, like, they have these shows where they don't, like, challenge anybody, like, when they say stupid shit, and then they, like, don't re-reference it. So, like, Nick Wright's, like, the best. FX is just so much losers. I sent you that video. You uh, we haven't, I haven't we haven't we haven't gotten to a heated LeBron Jordan debate in a while. So I sent that video where uh, Nick Wright, who's like the number one LeBron media guy, when uh, when Durant went there to the Warriors, he's like, terrible mistake. If they if they meet the Cavs in the finals, they're not beating them. So Durant's never been better than LeBron ever. They're that's that's an e- that's easy for the Cavs. And then the next three years, the Warriors beat the shit out of the Cavs, and it's I mean. You know, uh, what, what was what, what was what was he supposed to do? <laughs> like, but yet nobody nobody calls him on that shit. It's like, this, what what is the purpose of these shows? Like, what are we doing here? Well, come on, just everyone listens to the Two Beers fucking podcast, right? 
Oh my god. How get your toe by three o'clock with nail polish? Um, yeah. So just wanted to bring that up because it's just bullcrap and we're better than that and this is our side gig. And we're better. It's our, it's our side hustle. We're better than you, baby. Can you imagine if we actually had resources like an editor and like like stats guy and uh, it'd be crazy. Like uh somebody who could actually do graphics? I don't I don't even want to think about it. It just makes me sad. Uh, um all right. So along the note of Pot of the Everyman and watching a bunch of hours of stuff, I think that brings us to yeah, everybody's favorite, favorite minute in podcasting room room. The two B or the NASCAR pit stop. You always say that. In three, two, one, go. Last week we were in. Oh crap! I forget because uh, it was. Oh, let's start over. Start over. Start over. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. No. Jesus! Don't start over. Come on! Come on, Colin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we were in. Oh, we were in Michigan. I got. I got thrown off because. This is the seventeenth out of twenty three race twenty six races that were affected by weather. This so they finished on friggin' Monday again. So again I didn't get to see it. Chris Boucher wins. An, he works for Brad Keselowski, my favorite guy. Second race in a row he wins. We lose again. We are up to minus forty four and a half on the season. The season's total tank job at this point. We're bleeding. That, w- that was in Michigan. This week is Indianapolis, but we're, it's not the Brickyard per se. It is the road course. Yay, third year in a row they're doing this. Reddick plus 550. SVG, Shane Van Gisbergen, plus 700. Chase Elliott, plus 750. Kyle Larson, plus 1100. If you haven't seen the clip of Kyle Larson in the world of uh, Outlaws on the dirt track, Sick victory uh, in the middle of last week. Also, side note, Noah Gragson gets totally deleted and fired for liking a George Floyd meme, of all things. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's NASCAR this week. Sorry I brain farted on, on Michigan. Because the damn weather. They finished it on Monday again. I'm like, this we- guy. Can we can we race on Sunday and like finish it? 17, 17 out of twenty six. Actually, I think it's nineteen out of twenty six races. It's it's like every week there's friggin' rain. What's the weather? You know what? What's the weather in Indianapolis this week? Hold on, that's what I want to know. Weather.com. Not Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. Have you ever been to Indianapolis? I have not. Neither have I, but it looks lovely. I drove by once. I bet it is. Um, didn't Peyton Manning used to play there? I believe so. I believe he lost a lot there. I think he won a lot there. Mm, agree to disagree. In the city of? I think he actually won a lot there. I just mean in general, on the team. In the playoffs. I mean, it's when it counts. 86 and sunny. Does anyone, does anyone give a shit if you don't win the last game? Apparently not. I sure don't. All right. 
Um, all right, moving on to the parlay. We suck at the parlay. Parlay, 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 parlay. Do we even want to do this anymore? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to take the under on the fight. And uh, let's do another juicy one. You want to uh, just go easy and go AJ, AJ by knockout? AJ by knockout and under in the... Uh... Under 10 and a half? Yeah, let's fucking roll it. Why not? All right, done. 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 Sweet. Okay. Um, which leads us to beer two. Let's assume positions for the world famous two blue salute. salute. Three, two, two one. one. Let's go. Let's go. Michelob Ultra. Yeah, Mickey Ulchies. Let's go. What are you drinking? Uh, another highlight. Do I just do I just spend another thirty dollars on a t-shirt I don't need for a big stick Nick shirt? Probably right. Yes. Like, yeah, I have to have that, right? Mm-hmm. I have to have this. I have to own it. Big stick, Nick. Yeah. Yes. That's that's that that easy. That that was an easy decision. Thank you for. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Another hodgepodge of beer too, because somebody wasn't able to complete the assignment this week. I tried. I tried to get through. It's just. It was just too good. I just. I'm not. I. I've under underestimated being able to just crush one hour shows, in a in a short amount of time. So Jack Ryan, we'll talk next week. Finish season three, fucking awesome. Season four so far has been really good. I'm glad they got that dude to play the. Uh, I guess the. Uh, I always forget the actor's name. Um, he's like the. He's the. Like I guess double agent that was working for the cartel, who's now working with Jack Ryan. I love that guy. Which guy? I forget his name. Chavez is that the character? Oh, name? Chavez. Oh, yeah, wasn't he in um? Wait, Chafa or Ch- or Chavez? Chavez. The guy that was in the uh, in Fast and Furious in the couple. In he was never in any Fast and the Furious. Oh. <laughs> Ever. Uh. He was like he was like small like small part or small like character uh like comedy roles forever and then he did a couple of serious movies where he may have got nominated he might have even won an Oscar for something uh some, for some drama and then he then he was in Ant Man so of course Marvel got their got their taste uh he's really good in this um and like I said Jack Ryan like season two was underwhelming. I really liked season three because it was more Jack Ryan's back in the action. Like, you know, they're running around. There's like a, I don't know. I kind of understood what the end game was because like it wasn't like this hidden like diplomacy stuff and policy thing in the background, even though it kind of was, but it was still like pretty cool. It was definitely a challenge having watched the first four episodes back in December, picking it up and trying to remember what the fuck happened. So, and I just decided to just roll with it and not go back and read any synopsis of the first four episodes. Yeah, um, I mentioned it before. Season three was excellent. Season four, I finished. Um, it was there was a a weird transition from episode four to episode five. That again, I don't know if I fell asleep for a part or I was on my phone for a part, but like I kept rewinding to like try and find the transition and I couldn't find it. So that eventually I just rolled with it. And once you got over that, like weird transition part where i swear they like skipped over like an explanation <laughs> i'll have to i'll have to figure it out when i get there um other than that like it just 
from there, it just kept getting better and better and better. And just the ending with Jack Ryan just basically giving everyone the finger was just was just great. So nice, good. Nice. I just uh, when, so once, you get, once you get there, it'll be it'll be. I'm, I'm assuming he just continues to dodge bullets for the, these final three episodes. <laughs> that was the only thing in season four. Yeah, I'm like after no, eight. No, episodes- it, it, way way more than dodge bullets. Way more. Oh my and god. And then and then they throw in uh, an obligatory uh, trope. Of of like international spy stuff that see, I can't I can't I'm not I don't want to I can't spoil it no for don't you spoil now, it. but but it was season four was just kind of silly or season three at, at some point it's like maybe, maybe just don't have as much gunfire around him because at some point you're gonna it's like we used to joke about Uhtred how he would just like walk through these huge battles like screaming people's names this and that and like would never even get nicked never you know never catch a stray like at, at some point Jack Ryan I think is gonna catch a stray. Uh, it is oh, kind of funny. I don't. I don't know if you knew what I was talking some about. Some strays coming up, <laughs> but More it was than strays. I I did think it was. But the recovery uh, rate is incredible. Uh, the reboot time. <laughs> yeah, the reboot time is incredible. incredible. Um, I don't care what anyone says. I I thought that was a good movie. Um, I did think it's it's funny because like the guy that plays Jack Ryan, um, John Krasinski, I think is how you say his last name. Like he still kind of does the same like Jim from the Office like manneris- mannerisms and all this stuff and like but his voice has gotten like super old sounding. I was, I was trying to text you the other day. Like he sounds like a, like a fifty year old man now, but he's still doing like he's still doing his like you know. He, he pulls it off. I don't know how, but he does. Yeah, he's good. I I I, I like him. I'd be curious to see if he actually ever like lands a movie any type of movie career outside of a movie that he writes and directs with his wife yeah so I, i'm i'm excited for you to finish it but nice. um too. what else what else did you want to talk about for beer two you know since since colin cowherd's a fraud and just full of shit figured we'd talk we i i gotta we well we we have a a joint list of 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 just characters, TV shows in general that are just full of shit. I I got some rapid fires, some hot takes. Figure we go hot takey. Um, okay. Let's start with characters and movies that are full of shit. No okay. order here. No order here. I, I'm gonna start with a recent experience that I had. It was a bad experience. I always do this. I'm always ready to go to bed. You know, twelve forty-five. Getting ready. To, my head's gonna hit the pillow. But before I shut the TV off, I just I always just scroll the channels. I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, I know I'm going to bed, but let me just see if something's on. And man, it got me there at night. Fucking Interstellar on on MGM Plus. I knew you were gonna bring this up, yeah. Like, it's on, and I'm like, ah, I'm like, everybody loves this fucking movie. Let me, let me, let, let me just watch it. Let me let me just watch it, and may, maybe I'll get it the fifth time around. I sure did it. I have you you've seen the movie, right? Oh yeah. Do you like this movie? I do. I just how do you get over the last thirty minutes? Like, let me. Aside from the fact, like, listen, you all know we we know I can suspend belief, right? Like, one of my favorite shows is a blind man just fucking ripping people apart with a goddamn like fishing fishing rod. Um, <laughs> I like I can suspend relief or suspend belief. Disbelief, yeah. Disbelief. I'm sorry, but like, aside from the fa- the, the start of the chicanery where he enters this black hole, 
right? The gargantuan, whatever the hell they called it. Um, and the ship that he's in that is made of little, little materials that are built to withstand traveling in space and different planets and atmospheres. The ship starts to fall apart. Windows are cracking. It's catching on fire. Okay? But he then is that ejects himself from said ship and is completely safe in just his regular spacesuit. Which, by the way, he almost died being exposed to the atmosphere on Matt, Matt Damon's planet. <laughs> he somehow survived. He somehow survives. He's safe now. He is safe in this black hole as the... Sh- as the, the- <laughs> the non the undestructible ship is blowing up. Let's get past that. But then he ends up in like a tesseract, some type of like five dimensional world that just happens to be set behind the bookshelf at his at his house. How 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 do you get past this? What is happening? What 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 is actually happening in that scene? And how is it explained of what happens? Can you sell me that this on this to make me believe that yes, this truly is a good movie from start to finish? Um, no, there's there there's no explanation. How is he there? And then how does he get out it's, of there and then back saved? Or is the, it just a dream and he's really dead and it's no, and he the, just uh, he just doesn't have the little dreidel thing to spin like like Leo in, in Inception. The the explanation is that the black hole is a wormhole that where you can um basically transport uh like like time travel and then like you said the extra dimension is why he's behind the bookshelf and can't be detected because that extra dimension and that's what happens in the black hole so that part is based on science but to your point how would it be direct, like perfectly, like it's not like he had a Delorean did, and he typed in was, like, oh, like, oh god, you ruined. It. I was gonna say like, did him and Doc Brown have a spitball sesh before like he took it, off in space? That we didn't talk to, like, about like punch in like 1984 or whatever and go like to that specific moment. It just like randomly, magically like went to that moment. And the point about the, I haven't seen it in a while, but I'll just take take it for your word where the spaceship like gets ripped to shreds but he doesn't like that doesn't make sense i mean unless they're unless they unless they got walker's heat tape somewhere in that ship that we just didn't see i don't even know that i don't even know that he actually switched the helmet that cracked on matt damon i'm going back i'm gonna go back and check that that film to see if he even switched the helmet that got cracked on matt damon's planet that was about to kill him for god's sakes i can't get past it because it doesn't make any sense it just doesn't that's that that makes no sense. The movie would have been awesome if him sacrificing himself to propel Anne Hathaway to that last planet, if he just dies and like in his before he goes, he finds a way to transmit um to transmit the uh the gravity equation to Taurus, whatever the the machine, the droid was, and then the droid ends up being able to, you know, transmit that back to his daughter. Like that, and, and then they find the way. Like, that actually would have been a very sufficient, awesome thing. I mean, okay, Christopher Nolan wouldn't have got to do his goddamn real-world Tesseract and have us solve the math problem of what happened that I'm still trying to solve fucking ten years later. But, like, it would have actually made it awesome. 
So I don't need to see Matthew McConaughey survive, get in the spaceship, and go travel to be in some weird tryst with Anne Hathaway. Yeah. All right. All right. Point, point one. All right. Number two. Back of tanks. I'm 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 yeah. I'm, I'm I'm rolling with my man uh, Qui Gon on this one. Uh, so wh- who's the comedian that we're always watching with these these spoofs? Charlie Hopkins, I believe. Charlie, shout out to you, man. Um, we gotta get back to that. The shout out to him. Uh, oh man, good Charlie Hopkinson. Yeah, good call on the shout. Yeah, out to he's him. he like, he he always says these funny things, and he's so good with with Qui Gon because Qui Gon's basic Qui Gon basically doesn't know anything that happens from episodes two through nine. So. Uh, anytime they're watching these scenes and these people are getting like sh- like like shivved with lightsabers cut in half and then somehow are, are showing up in later <laughs> later episodes he starts like freaking out and the, the last one i saw he's like when ray was using the force to like save some whale <laughs> and he just goes i got through back of tanks i didn't say a word I went through I went through steel bellies and half human half droids. I didn't make a peep, but using the force <laughs> to save is so good. But I got me thinking, like, what what are do we have we ever been explained by the Star Wars universe what the back of tank is? No. And how how does it have these miraculous like like is this just like a a, a cry uh, or a what do you call it the cryogenic chamber? Wait, no, not that's not the word. What's the what's the thing the athletes yeah, the, go in? Yeah, the the free, the cryogenic chamber. The, yeah, the, the cryo the, chambers. The, the, yeah, the TO goes in. Like yeah, like is that is that is that like what they're doing? Like how like what's the what what what's the reboot time for these guys? Like why why does this thing work and why does this thing heal all wounds? Does anybody know? Uh no. There's, so there's, there's no science explanation behind it. So they've never actually explained. Oh, I should. Oh, I wish I could. I could. Phone. You think Casey's awake? I'm gonna. I'm uh, gonna text. No, he's not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna text him while we're live. Okay. Are you awake and <laughs> able to have a quick? I say that, but he'll get on Star. A quick sixty-second phone call about Star Wars live on the pod. Live uh. on the pod. That's great. We're gonna keep doing that. All right. So back of tanks. Complete bullshit. Um, maybe he's, maybe he's awake. Maybe he's just drinking some fucking scotch. You don't know. Um, all right. Titanic. You see the movie? Uh, yeah. Rose. Huge floozy, right? Like they make, they make, they make this character out to be like this, like awesome, brazen woman who, you know, went on to do these things, blah, blah, blah. And what a brave soul that she threw that thing over over the ocean so her love would always be you know with jack first off huge trollop the second the second somebody <laughs> bad the second, the second a, a, a rando just batted his eyes at her and threw her a line she was she was she was sleeping with him in the back of a parked car in a goddamn I mean, ship they, they were on the ship for what a day a day, th- did it? Th- yeah. One day, hours, maybe. Yeah, yeah. One, one day, one day, and that's all. That's all. That's all it took for for her to get in the backseat of a of a parked car with with this guy and uh, and give and give away the uh, give away the milk for free. Okay, so huge trial. Two, also a thief stole that jeweled necklace and then just threw the damn thing in the ocean. Huge thief, the worst. And of course, like the biggest thing, like. Didn't even try to make room for Jack on that goddamn uh, bed bed post or whatever it was that she was on. Yeah. Right. The, like the, the the door. Yeah. 
will yeah. never make like, sense. The whole this whole the whole thing of trying to make her this uh, this hero in that movie awful. And I don't even care about saying that about old lady Rose, the worst, and a thief. She was a trollop and a thief. Yeah. Thoughts? Sure was. No, a hundred percent. All right, all right, all right, all right. Something good. Something good. The Matrix. Have you seen the first Matrix? First one, yes. The end. I I can't get over Neo getting shot with like fifteen bullets and not dying. I feel like it's a huge plot hole because okay. the whole the whole entire movie they're telling us about how when you die in the Matrix, you die in the real world. Like whatever happens with the brain getting cut off, it happens. <sighs> like even him, with him being the cho- he he's the chosen one in the matrix so like that event of him getting shot still would shut off his brain or whatever however you die in the real world it the math just doesn't check i'm able to get over that but like it's always bothered me that they should what they should have never just had the bullets hit him they should have fast forwarded to him like being able to use his like you know freeze powers to freeze freeze the things yeah yeah Call bullshit. Big big plot hole uh, to the you. whole to the whole thing. Big plot hole. Uh, Rob Stark. I know you haven't watched Game of Thrones. Are you are you ever gonna watch Game of Thrones? No. No interest. Uh, I mean, it's not that I have no interest. I'm, it's just never gonna happen. Yeah. Now I've complained about this a ton, but Rob Stark is the biggest fraud maybe in cinematic history. He he is the son of a fallen, I guess, lord. Is he a lord? I don't really know what he is, but his father was steward or something of the northern lands. Father dies. He uh, un uh, under you know very uh, he was he was basically murdered publicly murdered. Uh, he then Rob Stark then raises the army of the north to fight against the like the, the main kingdom. Uh, he's 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 slitting throats, cashing checks, breaking necks, winning the war. Uh, and then he has to make he has to make an allegiance with this rando guy um, who happens to be the bookkeeper or the librarian from Harry Potter. Um, and to do that, we all know how you make alliances back in the olden days. You gotta you you you, you have a marriage, right? So he's gotta he's gotta that's that's the price. He's gotta marry one of these guys' daughters. And the 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 reputation of this family is that they're one hideous family. But you gotta win the war, right? So Rob Stark is now promised to one of these dudes' daughters. Two battles later, he meets some random nurse on the battlefield. She gives him again very, very another trollop. Uh, she she preaches love and uh, virtue to him, and then you know two days later she's in the sack with with Rob Stark, who then out of nowhere claims that he's going to break his 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 word, not marry uh, the Harry Potter janitor's daughter. And he's going to marry this other woman because he's going to marry for love. Uh, huge bullshit. He's marrying this nurse because she, this nurse because she's hot. He has known her for two fucking days. Rob Stark, he doesn't love this woman. He just wants to marry this woman because she is super attractive and wants to put a pup in her Uhtred Abebenbur style. And it ends up, you know, it ends up leading to this huge massacre, which is my favorite part of Game of Thrones, which everybody else was horrified over. But I was cheering like a mother effer about this. 
Good riddance. That guy was a huge scumbag. When all he had to do was do what every other king did back then, marry the person that you had to do for the for the alliance, and then just sleep on the side with the hot chick. Yep. Big loser, Rob Stark. Big loser. He's a phony. <laughs> um all right and my last one which might be might be the biggest fraud of um of the mod I, I was gonna say i'd have you guess but you wouldn't guess brian freaking griffin really listen he's just the worst p- person that i know he constantly hits on his best friend's wife Peter pays for his food and rescued him from certain death. And how does he repay Peter? He defecates all over his yard and tries to sleep with his wife. He's also a sponge. The guy pays for nothing. He always says, oh, I'll get you later, man. But later never comes. You know what really bothers me about Brian? He pretends he's this deep guy that loves women for their souls. But all he does is date bimbos, right? He tries to buy them a a copy of Catcher in the Rye and lecture them uh, with some seventh grade interpretation of how Holden Caulfield is some profound intellectual. Well, guess what, Brian? He wasn't. He was a spoiled brat. And that's why Brian likes him. Because he's Brian. God, he's pretentious. And he deludes himself thinking he's some great writer. The guy can't even spell definite. Uh, he also pretends like he's got this textbook liberal agenda, how we need to legalize pot, man, how big business is crushing the underclass, how about homeless, how homeless is a big tragedy in America. Well, what's Brian ever done to help? Has he ever gone to a suit kitchen? Grab a ladle, Brian. He failed quite, he failed college twice, which isn't nearly half as bad as his failure as a father. God doesn't know how that son of his is doing, by the way. And you know what, Jordan? I could forgive all of it, all of it. If he wasn't such a bore. Good job. That was great. Good job on the Brian on the Brian rant. Quagmire. <sighs> Who else but Quagmire? Thanks for the fucking steak. <laughs> Alright, I'll throw I'll throw two in there. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. One. And I'd have to go back and watch, but this hit me as, as you were going on. Like just incongruities things that didn't make sense uh narnia <laughs> you actually went and saw the sequel too didn't you i saw all three of them uh, was there three yeah oh i didn't even know that i love i loved it but like the lion died but then somehow came back and i get it because i'm pretty sure the lion is supposed to be like the representation of jesus coming back from the dead but like I'm not sure that it checks out. And like it's been probably twenty years since I saw it. No, that no 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 no. It's probably more like twelve to fifteen years since I saw it. But like as you were talking, I'm like, you know what didn't you know what else didn't check out? That lion in Narnia, that's what didn't <laughs> check out. Fair, fair. But I feel I feel like that needs that needs reviewed. That, that's under review. Um, but another one from Star Wars that didn't check out. The Back to Tanks, yes. Yes. But also, like, Luke's whole thing of, like, transmitting his force. What was it? His 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 force go, his force person or whatever? Oh, huge. To being like, to being like ha-ha, I'm actually not there. But then it killed him anyway because it took up too much of his energy. It's just like, 
what was the point of that? Or was that, it that his soul was just at peace? Like, just go there if you're, it kills you anyway. What's the advantage of of reflecting your 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 ghost there if it's going to kill you anyway? I, I don't know. I it was that thing was that was that was bizarre and stupid. Am I wrong? I don't know that that. Uh, that that I think I'm pretty sure uh, the Last Jedi made our top five list of biggest disappointments ever, based on the trailer. That movie had they had all the ingredients to make that one of the best science fiction, whatever you want to call the genre movies of all time, and fantasy, fantasy, they completely maybe. shit the bed. Like they like that movie made Ghost Problem Night look like the goddamn Mona Lisa. That's that's true. All right. What else? Let me let me let me snipe you with some stuff. Okay. Better trilogy. These are these are just random one offs. Just randos. Just randos, yeah. As I was okay. at the gym tonight, just thinking of some randos. Better trilogy. Lord of the Rings or the Dark Knight trilogy? Lord of the Rings. Not even had not even not even a shadow of the doubt. Um Yeah. There's, Lord of the Ra- Lord the, of the no, Rings. No. Yeah, no. I, 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 look, Dark Knight trilogy is way, way up there for me. I know, so I picked it. It probably doesn't crack the top five though. And Lord of the Rings had the only incongruity which they're they're starting to explain some in this Amazon series, but like the only thing God, that I need con- that back in my life so bad. It was so good. Oh, um, the only thing that kind of didn't make sense was at the end why Frodo had to be like, guys, I have to actually go to the islands out out across the sea. Like, yeah, that to this day still is never really fully explained. Yeah. Other than that little nitpick, like there's nothing to nitpick about the whole damn thing, and there's there's like ten hours of movies. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Like like there's like Chris. I thought Christopher Nolan did an awesome job with the Batman Dark Knight series, but there are things to nitpick about there. So to me, that's why there's no hesitation. Uh, do you agree or disagree? I agree. I do agree. I just know Dark Knight's way up there for you, so I that's why I picked it. Yeah. Better trilogy. Episodes one through three of Star Wars or The Hobbit? Ooh. I go Ooh. I go Episodes one through three, which heavily weighting three heavily, simply because, um, what do they what do they call um the bat the battle they have on Mustafar the Battle of Fates, is that what it's called? Is that what it's called? I I I'm not a Star Wars lore or uh, lore lore. Is that the uh, no. du- duel of fates? Um, when the battle at uh at Mustafar. Um, and and just just the whole 
final turn of Anakin to the dark side was just so masterfully done. I, I lean that. What almost gets me is two things. Smog. No. They they didn't they didn't have them on screen enough to get me. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, I I agree with you, but I would go. I would actually go one through three too. I would say uh, the thing that that made it semi close. Two things. One, Smeagol in in the uh, with Bilbo, in the cave great scene. yeah, and great Bilbo scene. of how Bilbo gets the ring off of Smeagol and then all all the riddles. Fantastic. Also, and this is kind of lame, but sue me. Uh, all of the um, dwarves singing Misty Mountains in the beginning, is just for episode such one, such an effing vibe. I don't even yeah. care. Like, uh, like that is <laughs> that's just fire. I I don't give a damn. Agree. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, and yeah, they really fumbled the bag on that that trilogy. I do. They just it just it two movies would have done the trick like three just it it just it just it just took you places you just didn't give a shit about i'm like i just didn't care so uh that's cool all right another one are we sure leo's a better actor than matt damon yes why 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 is leo a better actor than matt damon wait a minute you said matt damon and brad pitt came in my head uh (laughs) matt Matt damon um (laughs) i don't even know why that would be a thing um, Damon. um, or maybe, maybe because of my next question, Leo. Yeah, I think so. And th- I guess, I guess the, what I'd say is, um, like, I don't think Matt Damon could pull off Shutter Island. Um, was, was Matt Damon in Departed? He was, they both were. Yeah. yeah Departed was good. So that can't use that argument. Um, like, could Matt Damon not not have been a not have been a shitbag stockbroker in a Scorsese film? Yeah, maybe. But Matt Damon also gave us um, uh, Ford vs Ferrari, which was excellent. Eh, maybe you're right. <laughs> I love I love how that's what you lead with with Matt Damon Ford vs Ferrari. <laughs> well, listen, the I'm, the first half of Damon's career was was great. Like, as, could could as could, could uh. Um, like you're gonna go to Goodwill Hunting and all that crap, but like that's all that's all water under the bridge. So then you start to like get out to the. I automatically fast forwarded to the outer fringes, which is why I went to Ford vs Ferrari and Shutter Island. Like, like could Leo play Mike McDermott? Uh, my and, my brain is that far. I'm like AI. I'm that far advanced. Could Leo be Mike McDermott bluffing Chan at the uh, or Tran at yeah. the uh, at yeah. the tables? Yeah. You think you 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 think he could pull off Mike? I don't I don't know if he could pull off Mike McDermott. Yeah, I mean it wasn't the. Yeah, I think so. All right, fair enough. I I kind of lean Damon. I'm not gonna lie. I, I lean a little Damon. Yeah, it's it is it is a coin flip. I'd say. Okay, fair enough. My, my first reaction was Leo better, but on further examination, coin flip. I mean, it, I'd say go to the Martian. He was awesome. He was incredible. I thought. It, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's um, as they get older. I mean, Matt Damon's putting up good ones. He was awesome. I mean, you. I don't think you watched Air yet, right? No. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was he was fantastic in in that as uh in that as well. He was great. I mean, if you ever go see Oppenheimer, I mean, he was he was really good in that. And he was uh Leboeuf in um, he was a side character in um, 
Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff Lebowski, and um, my boy, um, uh, what the heck, Lebowski, who, um, Damon was in Lebowski. Jeff, Jeff, no, Jeff Bridges' uh, version of True Grit. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Le, he played Lebeef. Yeah, he was. He, uh, yeah, yeah he's got. He's. Yeah. I mean, Jason. Yeah, I'm with you, Damon. He's oh, got some whiffs. Borns. I mean, he does. Yeah. I mean, Lee, he there's did, no way Leo pulls off the Borns. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he did. He did. Damon. He did have some. The only thing that I'd hold again. Well, I'd have to go through Leo's IMDb too. Damon did have some whiffs, and you still haven't seen uh, Stillwater either. You would love Still. Like, I'm telling you, you would love Stillwater, man, or Sweetwater, yeah, I've not seen it, yeah. whatever that thing is. Like you, he he he's basically you in like ten years in that movie. Um, who's a better actor, Clooney or Brad Pitt? Which is funny. You thought I said Brad Pitt. Clooney versus Pitt. Pitt. Where do you where do you stand? Um. I I I I probably lean Brad Pitt. Probably. What do you th- What do you think? I lean Pitt too, man. Like Clooney, I feel like Clooney just has. I feel like his voice has gotten him. It's just that sua- suave yeah. character. Like yeah, it's just his. Like he's he just has like. like you, ch- ta- you take away 007, which is like almost anyone who plays 007 is pretty like it's just it's awesome. It's 007. It's awesome. Like. And you're left with what? Wait, was Clooney 007? No, he's not a 007. He was oh, Batman. I'm, I'm an idiot. I, no, Daniel I, Craig was 007, and then Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. I'm an idiot. Why was I saying 007? Yeah. I, I, um, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's late. My brain's fried. <laughs> d- d- I got two uh, more. I got two more. I'm going, I'm going Brad Pitt. Another, of course, another – this isn't going to be a long one. We're going to go two hours and just oh, – God, people are going to hate us. Um, all right. I, I, I think Pitt I, – I like, I like Pitt's range more. I think, Clo- I think Clooney's just very reliant on the script. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that didn't make sense. But I, 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 I lean Pitt as well. Um, who <laughs> – uh oh! I, oh wait! Oh, I should have wrote that down. Hold on. Um, all right. Who's who's a who's a be, who's the best bad? Who's the best bad actor between Michael B. Jordan <laughs> and Keanu Reeves? Why is Michael B. Jordan considered a bad actor? I don't really think he's that great. He in Creed Three, which is on Amazon for free now, you can watch it. Actually, it's on NGM Plus too. I he, he's he really has some swing and misses trying to be a good actor. Like even 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 the Tom Clancy movie, like like it was cool because he was jacked and he was doing that. Like I don't know. He, he yeah, got, he's, it, he's very um his his ro- range robotic. His range was very limited. Yeah, robotic's a great word. And like and, and I, I compared it to, to Keanu because Keanu's kind of like got this um this cluelessness to him that works in a bunch of his movies. Yeah. Um, those, that's a good comparison. Um, I think Keanu has at least developed a little bit more of a cult following at this point than, than Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I, I lean Jordan. I think Jordan can do a little bit more than Keanu can. Um, I can't, they they just need to do, they need to do a remake of speed with Michael B. Jordan and that would, that'll, that'll settle it. I'm, uh, I am partial to Constantine, so. Oh my god! And they might make a second one of that piece of shit movie. Oh my <laughs> it was god! So good, I love Such it. Such a whiff. 
I was listening to the uh, the rewatchables with on Devil's Advocate today. I was just like, why are you guys even doing this horseshit movie? It was so I, bad. I love that. I love that movie. Devil's Advocate. No. Um, oh, Constantine. Constantine. Shia LaBeouf was in Constantine, right? Was he? Wasn't he his sidekick in Constantine? IMDb that. Oh my! Why give my oh my last one? Who's who's a better presence actor? Chris Hemsworth, Henry Cavill, or friend of the pod Jason Mimosa? Oh, Mimosa. I agree. I don't. I from a presence standpoint, no doubt. Yeah. In a, because even even like Cavill is not a good actor. <laughs> even in the way he's, I'm not watching The Witcher for his The Witcher for his acting range. Like he's just awesome in it. Like it's the his presence and just how cool he is as uh, Geralt. But yeah, Momo, I I agree. Like I I, I would go. I mean, I, I watched that piece of shit Pittsburgh movie, Sweet Girl or Baby Girl, because just because he was in it. Yeah, you actually liked that movie. I did. I did. I did like it. Um, no, Shia LaBeouf was not in Constantine. Who was his, like, sidekick? I don't remember him having a sidekick. Are you sure? He uh, had, like, I... a little, he had, like, a little buddy that, um, that, like, helped him with his mission. Yeah, he, a hundred, he was what you... in that. He a hundred percent was, dude. I just I... looked at his, I just looked at it. It didn't say it. Yeah, he's the, he's the third listed person on here under Rachel we- Weiss or whatever. I know, I went is. to Shia LaBeouf's personal, and it wasn't. How did I? Oh, there it is, right there. I missed. It. <laughs> oh man, he he had a little heat, a little a little heater run, and then he went yeah. crazy. Yeah. So that was fun. That's all I got. Those are my those are my uh, my snipes. Good. I got one for you. Oh, I like I like it. What do you got? Better uh, random character. You have. Um, Admiral Akbar, <laughs> who everybody quotes, or I mean they quote the one line, but God, or uh, Theoden. That that that's what you came up with in the twenty five minutes I've been doing this. Theoden by a uh, Theoden by a horse's mile. Oh man, Admiral Akbar is so good though. Like wouldn't worm like wouldn't worm tongue be the be like the comparison there? Adam Rathbar was a good guy. I'm just saying, but like Theoden had like a very major role was on the screen. Like, like Akbar is like a Dion Waiters per 36 guy. All right, second side. You get, yeah, gets, you got You got to redeem yourself after that. That was terrible. That was bad. Shame on you. Okay. Uh, we're going with a uh, better crazy Shia LaBeouf movie. <laughs> Holes or Disturbia? Oh, Disturbia. Oh, yeah. That shit will freak you out and have you up till like 3 a.m. Uh, better role of... um. Oh. oh, dang it. I forget the guy's name. Who's one of the guys that's always in all the Adam Sandler movies? Oh, I had I did have one more for you. Oh, well, there's like well, there's like five guys. The guy uh, we suck again. He, play, he played the Jesus. Oh, um, I don't, uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Um, I, I can't believe this. Wait, let me look up. John Turturro. Yeah, John Turturro. Him All or right. who? So, 
so better John Turturro uh, cameo, not in an Adam Sandler movie. Did, did Jesus or the guy from Rear Window that said, you stole my story? <laughs> First off, it's Secret Window, not Rear Window. Ah, Secret Window. <laughs> it was it was a remake of uh, Rear Window. Um, oof. I'm going to go to Secret Window. He was terrifying in that. Sure was. Absolutely terrifying. Oh, man. That's a that's a sleeper Johnny Depp movie. Yep. And that blonde was – that blonde that, that blonde got – well, no, actually, she didn't have a sex scene with Johnny Depp in there. But she got she got nailed by Vigo in that one where he's like – he's the mob brother that, like, disappeared. What was that? Remember that one? Was that A History of Violence? Is that what that movie was called? Yeah. With Vigo, yeah, she got. Real I was gonna wild. bring that up because you said history of violence with uh, uh, AJ shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she got crushed in that shirt. Right. But... blondes that that felt that just faded and went nowhere. Who, Don't who, say what's Alicia your Silverstone. No. Uh, Kieran Knightley after the uh, the, the pirates? pirates movies. Is that true though? Uh, and uh, there's three of them: Kier Knightley, uh, Adam Sandler's wife after Dodgeball, and Adam Sandler. You mean Ben Stiller's ben wife? Still, after yeah, Dodgeball? yeah. Ben Stiller. Damn it, Ben Stiller's wife after Dodgeball, <laughs> and um, the chick from She's Out of My League. Like. Who 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 is my choice for like what's like what what what, what why am I, who it's am an I open-ended so- question who who what's your preference who do you think like what surprised you more who do you who do you like any, I I I'd still question oh man that's tough Alice Eve is tough I probably would lean still lean Kira just because she's got the accent because she that's a tough call though. What what seriously? What did she do after those movies? Uh, she did tons of like stuff. She got nom- I think she got nominated for like four Academy Awards after Pirates. For what? Pride and Prejudice. Okay. She did a bunch. She did a bunch of stuff. Okay. Like like what? I don't know. It was like a bunch of like I don't know. <laughs> See, I didn't go. I didn't say I went and saw any of them. I'm just saying. Like I feel like she still did a bunch of. Um... I'm sure she worked. I don't think she like went out of work. No, but like these were like she did like she did films that like you know like Siskel and Ebert would like like think were awesome. Um, what did she do? What did she do? What did she do? What did Nothing. she do? She did the Nutcracker. See? Uh, no, no, no. I'm kidding. Um, she was in Collateral Beauty, Everest. She was in Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Once upon a time, <gasps> excuse me. She was in oh never Neverland was a big one. Um, what else did she do? What else did she do? The Duchess. People loved that. Silk Atonement was a big one. She, she I'm sure she. I think she got nominated for that. Pride and Prejudice. That was one people went nuts for. King Arthur. Love Actually. Was everybody in Love Actually? Uh. After the Pirates movie, she was not in that much. My last one. My actual last one. Was the... Is it Jed or Judd Apatow? Uh, I don't know. Judd Apatow. She, she was born in 85. She's our age, and she's not even in movies anymore, Drew. <laughs> she used to be in movies. Now she's not in movies anymore. She's got a she, great tooth to gum ratio, too. 
Like, um, she like why is she not working? It's a good call. Uh, I know it is. She's got all that advertising money from that like cologne or perfume thing or Dewar or whatever it is she does. Um, is the Jed Apatow movie library plus like his like acting crew like are they overrated? So that's that's like Seth, um, Franco, Rudd, Jonah Hill. The dude from She's Out of My League would be in there. Jay Bruchaw. like, and so outside of Super, let's take Super Bad, Super Bad out of it. Did he do Forty Year Old Virgin? Ah, hold on, let me. Shit, shit. Are they shit. overrated? No, I think they're appropriately rated. I think I think it's very formulaic what they go for. Yeah, I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, are they? Are they? Is that is is that whole thing overrated? I mean, outside of super bad, like I don't really quote like a ton. I don't know, like not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of ones that are of his. I think that I'm on that I'd be like, yeah, this one's good. Actually, I don't even think super bad. The super bad's not even his. That's um. Did Jonah Hill direct that? Did I read that right? All right, forty. Seth, oh, version. Seth Rogen wrote it. Seth Rogen wrote it, and Evan Goldberg. That's all I got. We can wrap. We can wrap on that. He- heavyweights. I'm. I. I did. Uh. Heavyweights. Anchorman. Pineapple Express. Is that Apatow? Walk hard. Kicking he... and screaming. What do you? Step, what do you? Step Brothers. What are you referencing? Fer- what the best Feral movie? No, I just said Judd up Apatow movies. Oh, he, there's no way he he had to have like small involvement in some of those. Oh, I I don't know. I just uh All right, last one. Last one. Okay. What's what's Farrell's best best character? Uh I mean, it's hard to say. Ain't, um Ron Burgundy's pretty far reaching in in its in its uh like cultural influence. But are you asking my favorite or just? I'm asking you personally. Like, what's your what what is what's your favorite bird? Or <laughs> maybe that answers the question. What's your favorite feral? It, I, I I you can't ask me that on the spot. I'm asking on the spot. You got three minutes. We're going two hours and then we're done. I I, I can't answer. You have to. Yours. You have I'm, to. I'm not. I you am have not. to answer it. You have to nope. answer it. Nope. You no. What's yours? Alan from the other guys. Oh, I mean, it's there's no. I really, I, I don't know why. I just, I, 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 I don't know. I, if thought, maybe, you were, maybe, I thought you were gonna say, um, um, the political one. Oh, Cam Brady. No, yeah. I just, I just love everything about Alan. Like everything he does in that movie. Like, yeah, like, and he's got to carry Wahlberg because Wahlberg's not a great actor. He's he carry he carries the movie with how just like hilarious. Black Card was written and, and produced by Judd Apatow. Oh, okay, I was wrong then. I apologize. Anyway. All right, you get two minutes. Which one? Who are you going with? We'll revisit this in detail, but off the cuff, if you had to say, what's your favorite Feral performance? Kicking and Screaming's up there for me too. By the way, we we gotta rank this at one point. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're, we'll, we'll we'll go deep dive. Maybe maybe I'll come down. And we'll do a, a film session. I, I'm I'm off the cuff, totally you're, off the cuff. You're gonna go Burgundy. No, nah, I'm gonna go uh, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby, all right. N- nobody ever gives that the, the it's just due. Yeah, the movie it it yeah it it hurt it insisted on itself for like 
30 straight minutes. That's See, why. That's what, that's a pe- but that's not even true. But I, okay. I, It is true. But all right, all right, Bobby, I like that. I like that one. Bobby and Allen. <laughs> that go the way he thought it was going to go? Nope. Can you imagine where your career would be if you hadn't shot Jeter? All right. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out. Talking about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>